You're killing me. All right, Hope Community Church. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. I want to welcome you today. It's awesome to have you. Some family members, friends, thank you for joining us. It is so awesome to see you. Thank you for celebrating with us today that the price was paid, the tomb is empty, and Christ has risen from the dead. Amen? Amen. What an awesome day to celebrate. Uh, I'm excited because today, on Easter Sunday, we are starting a brand new series. And uh, we're just really excited about this series. It's called Questions Jesus Asked. And Jesus really asked some amazing and powerful questions. But today in our modern world, um, we have a new friend that we are asking questions to all the time. Anyone here ask their phone questions? Come on. Anybody here? You ask your phone questions? So this week I was, I was asking my friend Siri some questions. And uh, I don't know if you've ever asked your phone questions. You can just kill hours asking your phone questions. So um, I wanted to share with you some of the hidden Easter eggs that I found. You've got to know the right questions, though. So let's see if this works. We're going to do a live demonstration, which is always dangerous. Especially if you've ever done youth ministry, you know, like, and kids know your phone number, please. Uh, hey, Siri. What is zero divided by zero? Imagine that you have zero cookies, and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. Oh. (laughs) I don't like that one. Let's try a different one. Hey, Siri. What's it like being you? Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. There. That's kind of how it feels. Which, by the way, my wife tells me is exactly how it feels to be a mom. So I don't know if you've experienced that in your job or at home where it's like, hey, you, hey, you, hey. That's what it's like to be her. All right, let's see if we can come up with one more. Uh, Which one should we do? Hey, Siri. Can you beatbox? Here's one I've been practicing. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. I can do this all day. Cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots. All right, that's probably good. Thank you, Siri. (laughs) Well, hey, thanks for having a little bit of fun with me as we start our Easter morning today. We're talking about questions Jesus asked. Jesus asked some powerful questions. In fact, if you read the Gospels... You'll find, if if you count all the questions that Jesus asked, you'll find that Jesus asked over 300 questions. Isn't that amazing? That's a lot of questions. And the questions Jesus asked are amazing. They're questions that we need to ask ourselves. Questions like, why are you so afraid? What does the scripture say? Who do you love? And Jesus would ask questions to get to the human heart. He would ask questions to transform human hearts. And and over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of these powerful questions. But today, here on Easter weekend, 
I want to show you the very most important question that Jesus asked. It, it, it's a question that has the power to transform your life. And I would say no other question has transformed more lives than this single greatest question. It's the greatest question we can ever ask. And it's a question Jesus asked his followers one day. And it's the question, who do you say I am? Who is this Jesus? Who is this one who died on a cross and rose from the dead? And not just who is he to your pastor, who is, who is he to your mom, who is he to the person who dragged you to church today. What about you? Who is Jesus to you? There's no greater question that we can ask on this weekend. And so let's go to that moment where Jesus sat down with his disciples in Matthew chapter 16. If you have a Bible, you can read along with me or a Bible app. We'll put the scripture up on the screen for you as we go through as well. Matthew 16, 13 through 17. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. What about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? It's a powerful question. Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. This is God's word for us today. Let's pray. God, thanks for Easter Sunday. Thank you for uh, the amazing food, the Easter egg hunt. God, time with family and friends. What a blessing it is to take time this morning and to, to go beyond all of that and to have a sit-down with Jesus in this moment. And God, I just pray that this morning that you would do a work in our hearts. I ask that we would sit with this question that Jesus asked his followers that day. We would take it with us and we would allow it to transform our lives. Thanks for dying on the cross for our sins and rising from the dead. We just give you this morning and our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus asks a very powerful question. Who do you say I am? And it's a question Jesus is asking all of us here today. And the very first thing that I notice about this question is that the timing is right. This is very interesting. The timing of when Jesus asks this question, the timing is right. And if you look at this passage, the timing of the conversation is just amazing. Matthew tells us that Jesus has taken his followers to the region of Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi. Now, I know most of us here today aren't like, oh, Caesarea Philippi, yes, right, Caesarea. If you look at the map, Caesarea Philippi is in northern Israel. It's at the headwaters of the Jordan River near Mount Hermon and the ancient city of Dan. But if you look at where Jesus and his disciples are coming from, they're coming from the Sea of Galilee. And isn't it interesting today that Jesus takes his disciples on a journey? And they walk 25 miles by foot north. 1,700 feet 
an elevation increase uphill to this place called Caesarea Philippi. By the way, this is the furthest point north Jesus will ever go in all of his travels. And isn't it interesting that he takes them on this journey, and it's here in Caesarea Philippi, of all places, that Jesus asks his most powerful question. And you go, why here? Why now? Why take, why take people on this journey? If you look at Caesarea Philippi as it was then, begin to see some clues. Before it was called Caesarea Philippi, this city was called Panias. Because it was the center for the worship of the Greek god Pan. And you'll see in the back by the mountain this famous cave of Pan, which was the place where Pan was believed to be born. It was kind of creepy. But people loved it. It was the center of the worship of Pan. If you go inside the temple, there was this magnificent marble temple that was built by Herod the Great. Herod designed this temple to be a place where Caesar Augustus, the very first emperor of Rome, was to be worshipped and venerated. This temple was so important that Herod the Great's son, Philip, renamed the city to Caesarea after Augustus, and Philippi, well, that was after himself, you know. So here's the city, the center of pagan worship, the center of political worship. Not only that, you go back into Old Testament times, back to the ancient days. This was one of the centers of the worship of Baal, of Canaanite religion. It's here, if you are familiar with your Old Testament, that Jeroboam, the very first king of Israel, built a golden calf to draw people away from worshiping God in Jerusalem. Isn't it interesting, though, as we look at this backdrop, and Jesus brings his followers 25 miles north to ask them this question, who do you say I am? And it's as if Jesus is deliberately setting this, the gods of culture against himself, deliberately putting all of this and saying, make a decision today. Who do you say I am? And even today, I think the timing's right. I don't think the timing of Jesus is lost on us today. Because even in the background of things that are going on in your life today, against the backdrop of things that our culture elevates and says, this is what matters most, success, money, entertainment, competition, athletics, our kids, our grandkids, against all of that, against the backdrop of maybe even some of the hurts and the pains or the struggles that you're going today, I don't believe that the timing of Jesus is off today, that you are here today. Jesus is leading you on a journey. And you're not here by accident on Easter Sunday. And Jesus is asking you today against the backdrop of things that are going on in your own life, come on, who do you say I am? I know you're going through this, but 
Who do you say I am? I know there, all this great stuff is happening and you're going after this and this, but who am I in your story? Who is this Jesus? His timing is right today for you to be here just like it was then at Caesarea Philippi. The timing's right. But it's not just the timing, it's the question itself. This is a powerful question. Jesus is forcing us today to consider who he is. And he led his disciples to this very moment. He's leading us on a journey to this very moment where we ask a question, a powerful question in our own hearts. Who is this Jesus? We go to the story in Matthew chapter 16. If you want to follow along, verse 13. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples... Who do people say the Son of Man is? What's he saying? He's like, hey boys, what's the word on the street? Who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Those are like heroes, right? And so... Everything that's being said about Jesus is complimentary. Jesus, you're like somebody who teaches people about God. Like one of the great ones, Jesus. That's what people are saying. And even today, I think people would say something like that. Jesus is like somebody who teaches us about God. He's one of the the great ones. And even as I'm talking to people about Jesus, isn't it amazing that People really don't have anything negative to say about Jesus. You ever, have you guys encountered that? Now, the church, that's a different story. That's a different sermon. We'll get to that another week, right? But as far as Jesus goes, word on the street, pretty amazing guy. Pretty awesome person. You read about him, and it's just amazing. But Jesus, he, he presses him more. Yeah, teacher, God. Okay, all these great figures. And he goes, but who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And Peter blurts it out. He speaks for all the disciples. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Isn't it interesting? Jesus doesn't rebuke Peter, does he? He doesn't say, Peter, don't say that. That's blasphemy. Never said that. In fact, Jesus accepted it, and he expected it because that's who he was. He was the Christ. He was the son of the living God. And we sang about this this morning. Christ, that is a title of hope. See, God's people were waiting for this Messiah, this king who was going to come, the world's true Lord, who would come and fulfill God's plan for the earth. And he was the Messiah. He was the son of the living God. Think about that. Son of the living God. And for Matthew, in the book of Matthew, this title more than any other expresses the mystery of who Jesus is. The son of the living God. What is that? Jesus' birth. Born of the Holy Spirit. He's not just a man. Matthew 1.23, he's Emmanuel, God with us. 
whole story is leading to this moment. He's God with us. And then at his baptism, a voice from heaven. I was baptized. There was no voice from heaven. It was cool, but no voice. But Jesus, there's this voice from heaven. This is my, what is it? This is my son in whom I love. Matthew 14, another time we see this idea of son of God in the book of Matthew. Again, this is a title from Matthew that shows us the mystery of who Jesus is. The boys are out on, on a boat. Sea of Galilee, there's a huge storm. Boats being tossed in the storm, tossed in the waves. They're really scared and they look out. Jesus is walking on the water. Can you imagine? In the middle of a storm, you look out. There's Jesus walking on the storm. And he walks to the boat. And the moment he steps into the boat, the storm stops. And his disciples gasp in amazement. And Matthew says they worshipped him. And they said, truly, this is the Son of God. Who is this Jesus? Who is he? Who's this one that was nailed to a cross? He died a criminal's death. And yet three days later, the tomb is empty. People are saying he's alive. Same people who would go to the death, who would lose everything to let the world know. The son of the living God died on a cross, rose from the dead, and is alive. Who is this Jesus? It's a powerful question. Question Jesus has asked every one of us today. Who is Jesus to you? Not the person sitting next to you. Who is Jesus to you? So I want you to think about this. A hundred years from now, there's no question that's going to matter more than this. I just want you to think about it. A hundred years from now, where are you going to be? Nothing's going to matter more than this single question. Not the state of your lawn, not the state of your house, not the state, not your grades, not your 100 years from now. It's all that matters. Who is this Jesus? It's a very important question for every one of us today. Powerful question. Timing's right. Most importantly, though, I think the insight is amazing. This is a powerful question, not, not just because... Peter has the right answer, not just because today I get to, you get to hear the answer to this question. The question's powerful because of the insight that we get when we ask this question. Not, not just the information, but the insight. There's a big difference between insight and information, isn't there? I hail from Colorado, and, um, you know, in Colorado we have cheesesteaks, Right? Uh, You can go to the Cheesecake Factory and get a cheese steak. Go to Subway, order the Philly. You're all shaking your heads. 
I got the information. Cheese, steak, bread. I made this for you guys. This is what it's like trying to explain a Philly cheesesteak to somebody outside. <laughs> I know what a cheesesteak is. No. So I, I come to Philadelphia. Dom and Andrew take me to a little place called Delisandro's. And I take my first bite of a cheesesteak inside Philadelphia, church. Church, church, church. <laughs> I had some insight. I had some insight. And I wasn't just that dude like, hmm. Cheese, bread, steak. There's a difference between insight and information. A lot of us have been, been to church. We have, we got the information. I got it all figured out. Jesus, I know just how he fits in my life. I like information. Information's good. But don't think for a moment I wouldn't trade all that information for just a single moment of insight. Because inside is that second when all that information smacks you in the face and something becomes real for you. Something becomes transformational for you. And there are a lot of Christians today. A lot of Christian teenagers. A lot of Christian young adults. A lot of people who have grown up in the church that have a lot of information and they got all the questions answered and, oh yeah, I know who Jesus is. What we need today are men and women who've had some insight. And they begin to understand who this Jesus is. It's a powerful question. And what Peter had, what the disciples had, what Jesus is offering at every one of us today is not just information. It's not just having the right answer to the question. Jesus wants to give you insight into who he is. I love verse 17 where Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Blessing, insight, revelation. God wants to reveal himself to you. God wants to give you insight into his character. He wants to show you who he is in your story. When did, when did they get this insight? Caesarea Philippi? Yeah, there was some insight. But wasn't it a gradual revelation all along the way? as they walked with Jesus, as they talked with him, as they heard him tell powerful stories and ask powerful questions, as they, as they saw Jesus in the middle of the storm, as they watched him forgive people of their sins and heal them, I think, I think Peter would say, you know what? God was revealing himself to me. 
For me to have that revelation about a cheesesteak, I had to go on a journey. And Jesus is inviting us on a journey. Because it's on the journey as you ask these powerful questions, God begins to reveal himself to you. And, and the blessing of asking this question is that it's the Father's pleasure, his good pleasure to reveal himself to you. So today as we, Easter Sunday, 2019, I want to invite you on a journey. I want to invite you to sit with a powerful question. How about you? Who is this Jesus? Some of you today, this is the very first time this question's really hit you. And and I just want to encourage you with that. Did you know you don't have to be a Christian to follow Jesus? And that sounds kind of weird. You know, you don't have to be a Christian to open up the Bible and begin to read about Jesus. I don't think, when, I don't think these disciples, when Jesus said, come follow me, I don't think they had all the answers. And so today this journey could begin for you. Of sitting with this question, who is this Jesus? Some of you, you've been on this journey for a while. And maybe today is the first day where you confess, I know who this guy is. He's the Christ. He's the son of the living God. And what Romans tells us is that whoever confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they'll be saved. And so maybe today for you, for the very first time, you've been on this journey, you've been kind of peeking, you've been seeing what Jesus has done, you've stood with him in the storm, you've just, today you're like, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to receive forgiveness of sins and a new life with a relationship with God. Easter 2019, today is the day of salvation. Whoever confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead will be saved. It's a powerful day. It's a powerful question. Many of you have been following Jesus, confessed him, he's Lord. And you know who this Jesus is. You're following him. And I just think today, for some of you, the timing is right for you to confess your faith in who Jesus is. I just got to believe for some of you today... There are some things going on in your life. There are some storms that you're facing. There's something in your journey where the time is right for you to confess who Jesus is. And to live boldly, to live confidently, because you know whom you have believed. You know whom you have believed. You believed in the one who died on the cross for our sins, 
and rose from the dead and has won the victory. So maybe it's time. Maybe the time is right for you to say, I know who this Jesus is, and it gives the background of everything going on in your life. Being invited on a journey to ask a powerful question. It's not just about the information. Jesus knew the answer to the question, didn't he? But he asked it, and he let the disciples sit with it. So take this question home. Who is this Jesus? And it is the Father's pleasure to reveal himself to you. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Easter 2019. What an amazing day it is. What an amazing Savior you are. It's hard to even fathom that you would come. That you would live the perfect life. That you would walk with us. That you would ask powerful questions. That you would heal and forgive and set people free. And then that you would be rejected. You would go to a cross and die on that cross for our sins and rise from the dead to take the lead in our lives that we might trust you and follow you. So Jesus, we come today with humble hearts. We come today asking for a revelation of the love of Jesus Christ. God, in this moment, show us who we are and show us who you are. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you for rising from the dead so that we can have new life. And I just believe in this moment there are some, of, some people in this room today who are saying yes to Jesus. I want to follow you. I admit today that I need you, Jesus. Come into my life. I give my life to you. Thank you for giving your life for me. Would you make me new? Set me free. God, we love you. We thank you for moments of genuineness. Thank you for moments that you can work in our heart and work in our life. I just pray for each person here that they would know that it's not about earning this or deserving this. It's just today about believing and receiving. I know who you are. I know you love me. And I receive that today in Jesus' name. Thank you for a wonderful morning, friends and family, for your resurrection from the dead, which means that we and have new life and a relationship with God. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a great morning. All right, friends, let's stand. Let's celebrate.